what is up everyone we are back with another episode of shaping the culture hope all is well with you guys hey we are in interesting times we are in the middle of a pandemic we are in week six of being quarantined so much to say there's so much to say there but uh nonetheless i hope this time has been kind to you i hope it's it's been fruitful um whether it's working on some things or getting some rest man i really hope that uh this time is well spent um for today's episode we're going to be talking about something i've uh been thinking through for some time i know the older i've gotten uh, it's this is a topic that is constantly being revisited uh definitions are constantly being tweaked um just because of life's demands and uh, some of the things that i may have experienced or the people in my life have experienced i'm talking about friendship what it means to be a good friend and what it means to have good friends and we got somebody amazing on the show with us to today this is actually very long overdue this should have this episode should have happened a minute ago. i can't believe that this is going to be our first episode together she's a dear friend of mine she's a confidant uh, she's somebody i truly enjoy somebody that i respect and admire somebody who uh, loves the lord and is being used by the lord in a profound way she pastors with her husband out in the dmv area uh over overflow city church overflow stand up uh we got the one and only pastor christina hey christina how are you doing today i am doing great how are you doing well listen the sun is out it, the weather is nice this is this is different for us so we it it just gets us in a great mood <laughs> <laughs> so awesome that is so awesome hopefully y'all don't get snow like tomorrow morning but uh <laughs> yeah. listen we we <laughs> we've seen snow in the month of may so i would not be surprised um but that's right that's right <laughs> that is right yeah. But no, definitely, man. Spring is here. Sun is upon us. Warm weather is finally mm. upon us. So uh, mm-hmm. life definitely feels good right now. Yeah. How 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 have you been with uh, the quarantined life and just being cooped up in the apartment? Just you and your husband. Has that been how how fun has that? I've been enjoying your Instagram stories and just seeing the, yeah. the banter a little bit between you two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the social extrovert in me is dying. Of- by the bit every single day little by little i'm withering away um god bless paul he's an amazing husband great 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 individual Mm. um he's very uh he's come close to the verge of dying a few times already (laughs) this morning but god has preserved his life so that's something that we should definitely give thanks to god for um you know the quarantine has been good you know honestly justified it's it's been okay it's been good i think the only uh struggle for me in this season has just been trying to find my my new norm and Mm -hmm. rhythm in this new season yeah Uh, so that's been a little bit of a challenge but on the plus side um just really being able to kind of be at home a little bit more Mm -hmm. than than usual um has also given me the opportunity to sort of tend to nurture different areas that i normally would have not had the time to do so yeah so it's been, you know, it's a, it, there's been some losses, but some gains, but, you know, overall, it's, it's been pretty good, and Paul has been great company, so that's also a plus. Mm. So it's been good. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Happy to hear that. Happy to hear that. Um, listen, so I, I'm excited to uh, talk about friendship with you. Um, I think that this is an extremely important topic, and I think that this is a, a, a topic that, I don't think our generation has truly grasped or understood 
Um, I think mm-hmm. the the definitions even around it are messy and uh, not so clear. And there's mm-hmm. just so many different expectations around it. And so I'm excited to kind of hear from you and uh, for you to share some wisdom with us. Uh, I've, I said this in the intro, but this is this is long overdue. Thank you for hopping on this podcast and uh, just having conversations with me. This means a whole lot. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. And so for you to be mm-hmm. on here is real special. And uh, I'm excited for all the wisdom and the insight you're going to share with us regarding friendship. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for, for having me on. Honestly, like the, the honor is mine just to be on this platform. Um, honestly, you've done such a phenomenal job. It's just so much wisdom and, and just so many great truths that have come from this podcast that I know have been really encouraging, uh, mm-hmm. life-giving to so many people, including myself as well. And so I just want to say, you know, as, as a friend, as a sister, I'm, I'm really proud of you, but more so really honored to even have the opportunity to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, man, the honor is ours, yo. We're uh, we're <laughs> the treat. This is our treat. So, uh, man, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for your kind words, though. That means a lot. Yeah. So let's 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 start here. Uh, what has your relationship with the word friendship look like? Um, you know, as you've kind of lived this life, the older we've I, I was saying in the intro, the older we've gotten, you know, I, I know for me personally, the, the terms have to have they, they've been tweaked a little bit. They've been redefined from time to time, from season to season uh, and uh, just understanding the depth of the word uh, has been something that I have truly um, grown in. And so what has that been like for you though? Um, how, you know, cause I think what friendships look like at 16 is different than what they look at, look like at 26 and so on and so forth. So yeah. What has that been like for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so my relationship with the word friendship has, um, has definitely changed and evolved in different seasons. You know, obviously your friendships, like you said, when you're a teenager, look very differently than when you're a young adult and so on and so forth. And so there was always, there's always been this, like, you know, as you grow as an individual, as you evolve, um, so do the things that you look for in friendships and Mm. people and um, so do those things also naturally change and evolve, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I would have to say, honestly speaking, I think it's like probably around the last, maybe three, I would say about maybe three years ago mm-hmm. is when my um, relationship with the word as well as understanding of what it really means that it just kind of underwent through this drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this has got to be at least about three, three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a study through the Gospels one, one day, it was like I think it was during spring or summertime, but anyways, I was doing a study through the Gospels one day and I had come across... Um, this story that not only confronted my understanding of what mm. friendships meant, but it also forever changed my understanding of mm. friendships from that point on. Mm. It like triggered this change, this like evaluation of, man, what, what does friendship, what has it meant to me so far? Like what, what does, what has it meant for me so far? And yeah. what does it mean now moving forward? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, obviously as a fellow pastor, you're, you're very familiar with the story, the story of the paralyzed man, um, in Mark chapter two, uh, where essentially he gets, brought through the roof, he gets brought down through the roof yeah. uh, by his friends so that he could get healed by Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was it was such a touching story, and, and honestly speaking, I didn't 
expect that story to be the story that would mm. challenge my understanding of friendship. Yeah. But interestingly enough, though I was reading that for completely different reasons, it ended up actually confronting my wow. understanding and view of friendships through that story. And I'll never forget it, um, especially in Luke chapter 5. It, it shared that story again in Luke chapter 5. And in verse 19, that's the verse that has forever stuck with me. Because when they could not find a way to, to do this, meaning to bring the friend down uh, yeah. to Jesus uh, because of the large crowd that was in the house at that time, it says that they went up the roof and lowered him on mm. his mat. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. But then I began going down this rabbit hole of exploring, like, what would going down the roof in that time look like? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what what would the sacrifice, mm. like, what would the sacrifice of, of lowering someone, wow. a human being, on a mat through a roof in that time look like? And I began studying that, and I realized, like, man, these guys were, like, committed and set mm. for their friend to get healed, you yeah, know? yeah. So I remember just like being stuck on that story for about two to three months, just not being able to get it out of my head and mm. just being so blown away to the lengths and the sacrifices that these people make to get their friend healed. Yeah. And eventually that story and what I learned from that really kind of ushered me into this next part of my understanding, which was, man, like your tribe, the people that you call it, their friends really matters. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it really, really matters. And, and it's like what, you know, the people that I'm surrounding myself with right now, are, are they people that are constantly pointing me towards Jesus mm. or pulling me away from him? Wow. You know, wow. do I have friendships in my life right now that are fighting spiritual battles with me mm. and for me? You mm. know, um, do I have friendships in my life right now that, um, that, that are able to bring and usher in enough faith when I'm too weak to have it for myself? Right. Like, you know, yeah. and, I began evaluating all these friendships that I had, and I began asking myself, well, how many of these friendships that I have really do that, you know? Mm. And and not just looking at it one way, but also looking looking at myself mm. and saying, how many, how many, like, how, how much of this do I do for the, for the people who call me their friend? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and so I remember, just sort of answering your question, I remember that about three, three and a half years ago, that story really sort of just, like, jump-starting this, journey of really kind of beginning to understand what friendships mean. It was that it was that period of time that really um that sort of began that journey of evaluating the understanding and the relationship that I had with that word friendship. You know, and yeah. uh, eventually you know, that that kind of began uh just this deep curiosity and desire to start pursuing and understanding what friendships mean through the lens of the scripture. Yeah. And uh, I would say that was like the most significant time that, that really started kind of changing my understanding and relationship with that word. Yeah. No, that's so good. That story has always, always confronted me and challenged me. You know, the, the part that has always stuck out to me in that story was, uh, has been, I should say, uh, when Jesus looked at their faith, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't the mm -hmm. man's faith, but it was uh, th the man's friend's faith that um, that opened the eyes of Jesus to this guy's uh, pain and suffering. It was, man, it, when this man didn't have faith for himself, his friends had the faith for him. And exactly that 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 did a number on me i remember um as well so let me ask you this like what you know um when you had that moment when when you had mm -hmm. that realization what like what did change did did you have to make any changes and if so what did that look like because 
<laughs> I know oftentimes it's it's one thing to just be like, oh, okay, that's what a real friend is and they just can continue on with our life. But um what what did that look like from you for you from from that point on? Yeah. Um I definitely did start making changes. I think that um you know the interesting thing about your own personal growth, especially just speaking in terms of spiritual growth, right? I think the more you begin to draw closer to God and the more you begin to understand who you are in Him and the more He begins to sort of kind of like reteach you things that you thought you knew, naturally that change, that growth, that that um, that progression in your life will either, you know, mm. it, it will sort of begin to pull you away from things that no longer help feed that purpose in your life and it will help you draw closer to things and people and, 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 and you know, areas that help feed that more of that into your life. And so um, there were some changes that I think I had to make where I I just began realizing that there were just some friendships that just were no longer serving a godly purpose in my life. Um, Great, great friendships, great times of laughter and and Mm. talking about anything and everything and, you know, great conversations and great hangouts and great dinner dates and great lunch dates and great brunch dates and all that fun (laughs) stuff. But I knew that apart from that, there was nothing of substance that was being built. And I knew more than anything that uh, I was starting to see, like through the lens of the scribe, like I was starting to see through that process of growth, that it was no longer serving um, an eternal purpose. It just was not serving a godly purpose in my life. And so Mm. um, there was just a natural progression that led to sort of you know, those friendships just slowly start fading away out of my life. And when they did, I wasn't pursuing them and I wasn't fighting to hold on to them. You know, mm. um, I was just realizing that, Hey, like I, there's just, I'm just heading down a different direction in life. And mm. so are they. And while I love and respect and honor them, I'm also realizing that we just can't keep walking together in the same direction because we're in two different, we're heading down different directions. And so there yeah. were some friendships because of that, that I had to make, sort of the decision of just allowing them to fade away when they were fading away because they no longer helped feed that that purpose in my life, you know, yeah. of, of growing and maturing and being strengthened in my faith. Yeah. Um, there were other friendships where uncomfortable conversations had to take. Mm. Um, and some of those conversations were, were conversations that were obviously, you know, definitely uncomfortable, but truthful conversations. Like, hey, yeah. you know, like, I love you and I honor you and I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for, you know, the memories and the times that we've had, but kind of helping the person understand through, through vulnerable conversations that, um, that, you know, that, that they just need to, that there's going to be a parting of way of the distance and when it happens, sort of giving the person an understanding as to why that's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, it kind of went different ways, but there were changes that I had to make. Yeah. Um, I would say in a nutshell, the biggest change I did notice is that my, friend group started shrinking significantly. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I love people. I love getting to know people. I love building friendships with people. Um, I love it. I, I just, I love people. <laughs> but mm. uh, but I also realized that the title of friendship and the responsibility of friendship um, is not just having a lunch buddy or a girl's night out buddy Come or on. let's go get our nails done buddy or yeah. hey, let me just vent to you and tell you how pissed I am at such and such and such <laughs> or let me tell you this and this but you can just give me empty affirmations and validations. Wow. Like no, actually scripture definition of friendship is mm. so much more different than the uh, world definition and expectation of what friendship is. And I began realizing how much for how just for so long how much of the world definition I was applying into the friendship that I was trying mm. to build um, 
And as a result of that, just things were not moving forward in the right direction. And so, yeah, changes have to be made. And in those changes, I began realizing that friend circles started shrinking significantly. Um, You know, what used to be a group of 10 people was slowly shrinking down to a group of five and slowly Mm. was shrinking down to a group of three. And and I was fine (laughs) with that because honestly, I was starting to, to realize and get so much out of those group of three or five friends than I was with a group of 10. And those three and five, they they were so life giving and in such alignment with scripture and just, it's just so they they enforced positive thinking. They enforced growth. Mm. They enforced uh, faith. They enforced so many things that were positive and needed in my life that I was getting the fulfillment that I needed in those circles, in those small circles with just three to five people yeah. than I would have gotten. And I did get in the past from groups of 10, 15 or more people, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, the so changes definitely happened. Yeah. Uh, and I would say those changes happened in the sense where just the numbers, the sizes started shrinking down and it became more about quality over quantity. Wow. You know? and so, so good. So good. Let me, let me ask you this. Why do you think we use the word friendship so flippantly? You know what I mean? Because it is easy to have the friends that you go to the movies with, go out to eat with, um, enjoy a concert with, and and just see that as those 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 people being really good friends without those people really knowing the depths of who you are. You know, I've had conversations, and I've even been in those places before where you know we're we're having good laughs, but I just feel still alone. Like, man, you, I don't think they know who I am, or they they're not pursuing me, you know, we're, we're enjoying mm-hmm. hobbies together, but I'm not being pursued. I don't think I'm pursuing. Um, but I still, I, I don't really, you know, I, I still consider them friends. Why, why do you think that is like, is it because we haven't understood the true definition of what a friendship is or what a friend is, or is it because we're, we do consider people friends, but we're just afraid to go there with people. We don't know how to break the ice. Cause I know I've, I've also had conversations and with others that are like, you know, I really want to go there with this person. I really want them to speak into my life, but I don't know how to initiate those conversations. Um, yeah. What, what do you think that is? Do you think it's, it's the, there has to be a group of friends that uh, we do have those conversations with and say, Hey, we, we need to get deeper versus, you know, those other friends that are like, all right, the, I know this isn't going anywhere, so I should look for deeper, meaningful uh, friendships elsewhere. Um, what What do you think, uh, how, like, help the person understand which which is which and who, who, to, who to invest in and who to kind of walk away from? Um, but how do we get to a place where we're not using the word flippantly? You know what I mean? That we're able to... Mm-hmm say man when i say this is my friend i mean it you know what i mean like they know me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's such a man that is such a rich and good question um so good um one of the things that i started you know <laughs> it's so funny that you asked that because one of the things that i started doing especially in the last like three four years of my life is i've stopped using the term friend so loosely mm-hmm. um because i realized that there is a different understanding and expectation that i have from what a friendship should be and what it needs to be versus maybe what others do. Yeah. And so what I've what I've attempted to do over the past recently the past three four years is like just you know spending more time with the person and getting to know the person for who they are mm-hmm. before uh, determining if this person can truly understand the responsibility of what friendship means at least from my perspective. Yeah. Right. Um. And so I've I've 
I, I just love getting to know people. And I know that, you know, it's, it's kind of impossible to not say friend because it's like, if I don't say friend, then what else am I going to say you are, you know? If I say acquaintance, that's so rude and so distant and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so you, it's hard because I know, like, we want to, we use that also as a term, just as an endearing thing, as a nice thing to say about somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we call even our neighbors friends and they're not really our mm. friends, they're just our neighbors, you know what mm. I mean? So I know that, that, that we tend to use that just kind of muscle memory. We just tend to use that a lot right. because I don't think we have any other alternative word to describe people that don't necessarily fall into that category. Yeah. And I think we also fear, like, offending people that we don't necessarily claim as friends, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, well, if I'm not your friend, then what am I your enemy? Like, and it just, beca- <laughs> it just gets too, it just, people get into feelings and it's like, yeah. I don't really know how to navigate through this. And so, um, you know, for, for me for personally, because I can't, you can't control this for other people, but for me personally and for the individual, I think I've, I've sort of tried to do my best um, over recently, over the past few years, to just spend more time getting to know the person, mm-hmm. getting to see their heart, getting to see their character, getting to see, you know, um, their, what, 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 you know, what, what type, what type of fruit are we producing from our time together? You know so what I mean? Um, like, is there fruitfulness in our friendship? And by fruitfulness, I mean that when I walk away from our conversation, say if I'm feeling weak or if I'm feeling discouraged, when I walk away from our conversation, do I feel encouraged knowing that you have prayed come for me on. or you have spoken yeah. something that's life-giving to me? You yeah. know, uh, yeah. when I come to you, when I come to you and I express my frustrations about certain things, uh, can I walk away after that conversation not having had a hype man, but having wow. had somebody that said, hey, you know, Christina, I totally understand how you feel wow. and I do validate those feelings, but I do want you to know that this is actually out of line. Like you were wrong mm. for the situation. Man. And here's a way that you can fix this. Here's a way that you can impact the situation. While I do understand the way that, you know, how you feel, I also have to be the one to tell you that I love you, but you were actually in the wrong for this. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, so can I good. walk away really, really having had truthful conversations? Do I, is there, is there such an element of truth in our friendship that sometimes it can make you feel uncomfortable, but I know I need it. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. so I, I love spending time with people, but when I spend time with people, I'm looking for the element of accountability. I'm looking for the element of vulnerability, transparency. I'm looking for the element of speaking truth. Are you speaking truth to me? I'm looking for the element of correction. Are you are you mm. able to correct me, or are you afraid to do so, or wow. don't want to because you feel like you're going to lose my relationship, or uh, are you able to give me counsel? You know what I mean? Like mm. in the sense that if there's something that's maybe weighing on my heart, like. I can share that with you in yeah. trust and in confidence, knowing that you're going to give me um, good counsel to the best of your ability. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so if, if I'm not finding these elements in the interactions that I'm having with individuals, then I just refrain from using that term friend because friend for me means that we got to be able to do these things. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, wow. And, and if we're not doing that with one another, then you're still an awesome person. I still love you. I'll still pray for you. I'm still going to enjoy the the times that we do have together when we do have them, but my expectations from those times is now not going to be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, like, it, it, there's going to be a very realistic understanding and expectation of what I'm going to get out of my time with you as well as what I hope you're going to get out of your time with me. And so that kind of helps me move forward in that. But if I do feel like those those things are present in those interactions that I do have with individuals, mm. then I definitely pursue further. And by pursuing further means that I'm I'm not making intentional time for those relationships to be cultivated. You know what I mean? I'm I'm pursuing that going out of my way to pursue this person um for for time one on one to spend together to you know, to, to dive deeper, to go deeper 
into that um, element of like intimate relationships, like a, 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 an emotionally intimate, meaning that mm-hmm. as a friend, I can lean on you and rely on you and trust you um, and, and so on and so forth. And so I think sometimes just to answer your question, sorry, just to answer your question, I think sometimes um, we tend to use that word so loosely mm-hmm. because number one, I don't think we even know what we're looking for in friendship. Um, yeah. <laughs> and because we, we don't know what we're looking for, but we know that, uh, you know, while we figure that out, we definitely know we're looking for somebody to make us feel good and to fill some voice in our lives. Mm, um, wow. Being able to have a friend means that I'm not a loner. It means that I'm not a sucky person. It mm. means that somebody likes me. It means that somebody wants to be around me. And so that fills in that void. And yeah. so because it does, I'm just going to try to build friendships with people that probably don't even align with who God calls me to be or don't even feed a greater purpose in my life. Yeah. So I think the first reason why we throw around that term loosely is because we don't even know what we're looking for in friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, so uh, I think we just need somebody to fill in our void. So whatever and whoever is able to pick up our calls, answer our questions, make us feel good, go on our Insta chat stories, then that's it. They've met the criteria. They're friends, you know? Mm. Um, The third reason why I think that term gets thrown around so loosely is is because we don't understand our own value and our own worth as individuals and what we bring into relationships, right? Oh, my goodness. So... What what that means is that as an individual, and this is where I'm so big on this, and I oftentimes you'll hear here. I know with with me and you in our conversations, you probably heard me say this a lot, and I say this a lot to people that I do have these conversations with. But I believe that time of solitude with the Lord is so important in our lives yeah. before we rush off and begin to build friendships, relationships, and this and that with people, because there needs to be a season in our in our life that we designate and we dedicate for God to begin to sort of. Um, lock in and just like really bring to 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 understanding who we are in Him, our worth, mm-hmm. our value mm-hmm. as an individual, the gifts that we have, the, the the unique ways in which we have been built and created. I think that there needs to be a time in our lives where we get so secure and confident in who we know God has created us to be yeah. that no matter what relationships we step into, because we already know our our value and worth through God's lenses, mm-hmm. now we know. Um, that weight that 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 we bring into those relationships and to those friendships. So when we bring ourselves into relationships and friendships, we know how we need to be treated, and we also know how we need to treat mm-hmm. others in those relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It changes the way we treat ourselves. It cha- changes the way we treat others. It changes also the the expectations that we have and the tolerance that we have for the for the way that we want others to treat us in these friendships and relationships. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. that. Um, that because we don't know our, our, our identity in Christ and we don't know our, our, our full worth value, uh, we tend to throw around that term loosely and give it to anybody who's able to take that title in hopes that they can tell our value and our worth mm, to us, right? Wow, and that's why yeah. you have some friendships even in the church. That's why today you have friendships even in the church, even in the Christian circles, where they're just friendships built upon making sure that somebody feels validated enough, you know, important enough. Wow. It's like, if you don't value me, I don't feel valued. If you don't validate me, I don't mm. feel important. And it's like, dang, no, you need to go to God for that. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't be your source for that. While I should and I could in a friendship, that I should not be your main source of that so in this good. relationship. So but, good. But because we haven't taken the time to, to let God bring to clarity our own value and worth, we tend to look for that in people who are willing to pick up the title of friendship in our yeah. lives. And when they fail to do so, you know, 
just it just has even deeper effects, right? And so yeah. I think that there's definitely different reasons as to why we throw around that title loosely, but I think it's a combination of not knowing our own self value and worth, mm. not taking time to know who we are first yeah. before we, you know, bring others into our lives. I think it has to do a lot also with um having a very incorrect uh, understanding of what mm-hmm. a friendship means. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That can be a, a factor in that. But there's all these different different things that I think contribute to why we tend to throw around that term loosely. I think another one, too, is just fear of being lonely and not having people mm-hmm. to call your friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's these different factors that I think contribute to why we tend to throw or use that word so loosely and so quickly and so easily with people. Man, you shared so much gold there, man. I, I, yeah, that was so good. I, I did want to, uh, I just, I didn't want to say something in light of everything that you just said. I, I don't know why, but as you were speaking, I was thinking about this. Uh, this is, this is a quote I say frequently, um, but I always tell people around me. I always remind myself, uh, you attract who you are right and so if you're very attra- true if you're attracting bad friendships it's probably because you're a bad friend if you're uh, attracting mm-hmm. terrible significant others that might say something about the kind of significant other you are um take it or leave it but my whole thing is this i think that part of the reason why we're having a hard time um finding good friends is because we ourselves haven't been good friends and so, That's I, so good. I wanted to ask you, you know, what, why is it important to exemplify the very thing that you're longing for within others? You know what I mean? Why is it important to, because I think, you know, I, I know you hear this all the time, pastoring um, at your church. And I know I, I hear this all the time. It's like, yeah, I want, I want friends, but nobody's willing to be my friend. Like nobody ever calls me. Nobody ever asks me to hang out. Nobody ever, to which I always reply, why don't you be the initiator? Why don't you make that first call? Why don't you send that text? You know what I mean? Um, I think that we are always waiting for others to do the very thing that we could do ourselves and so i wanted you to Mm -hmm. speak on that a little bit what why is it so important to be the friend that you are looking for that's such a good question and i would say the answer in short i would say because it would be unfair to put an expectations on others that we're not willing to meet ourselves first Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it, it would be unfair for me to expect a loyal friend if i'm not loyal it would be unfair for me to expect an honest friend if I'm not honest. It would be so unfair good. for me to expect a trustworthy friend if Come I'm not on. trustworthy. Yeah. And so if, if, you know, if we are not clearly first learning to meet those expectations ourselves, mm. then we don't have the right to demand that from others mm. or in others, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I would say in short, that would be my answer that because it's, it's an unfair, it's an unfair relationship. There is no, there is no, uh, and this is a bad term, but there's no equal transaction that's happening in that relationship. Mm. If, if I'm being faithful and honest and caring and truthful and available to you and you are not, then one person is always going to be lacking um, from that friendship and they will not be getting the fullness of what they could be out of that relationship yeah. because it's not, it's not, there's no equal contribution in that regard, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe one person might be feeling, feeling fulfilled because they're getting everything they're looking for, but the other is lacking mm. and depleting because no one is pouring back mm. into them what mm. they are giving to somebody else. Yeah. And so, and, and what ends up happening in those friendships, and I have seen some, I've not experienced some, but I have seen some friendships like that from a distance that always end up actually 
damaging the other person who's gone above and beyond wow. and done more. Yeah. And not only has it damaged them emotionally, but it's actually even like kind of perverted their view of what mm. friendships are because wow. they never were able to receive from people what they were expected to give mm. and were given consistently. You know? Yeah. And so I think in any aspect of relationship of friends, whether it's a friendship, even in like, even in, and I know we're not talking about this, but even in like romantic relationships, even in dating and engagements and marriage and, or in platonic friendships. Yeah. I, I mean, if you are not willing to display and demonstrate what you mm. expect to find in others, mm. then that is unfair. And mm. what actually that communicates is that you are not interested in building somebody up. You're just interested in serving your own wow. self-interest. And, wow. and just it's a very selfish and yeah. self-centered mindset and yeah. point of view, yeah. which which actually exposes your heart more than it does anything else. Mm. So um, so I think it, just, it, it would be unfair for us to um, expect from others what we are not willing to demonstrate first in ourselves. Uh, that, that would be my answer for that. So good. So good. No, I love it. Um, you, you had talked about um, looking for friends that you could be real with, be vulnerable with, people that are willing to correct, mm-hmm. people that are willing to, uh, you know, shed light on the situation. Not only just uh, extend grace, but also extend truth. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to spend some time on that because, you know, I'm a real uh, firm believer in in true vulnerability. And I think, here's the thing, I think that you can never fully be loved if you're not fully known and so a lot of us are going around saying people love us people love us but people don't know us so how could they truly love us and Mm -hmm. i wanted i wanted us to speak on the importance of finding uh friends that you could really be vulnerable with when i turned Mm -hmm. you know i think when i was like when i turned 24 23 24 i had a i had a realization a light bulb went off in my head and (laughs) this realization was this yo i don't need any more funny friends like i i really i don't really need any more cool friends you know what i mean i don't need popular friends i don't need friends that have the same hobbies as me like i just got to a place in life i mean and this is you know the older you get the more you realize like that stuff is icing on the cake what I really need is people that will cry with me, people that will correct me, people that come will on, lead me, people that will listen to me, people that will be there for me. And I, I, I made a drastic, I feel like I've God has always been gracious to me with friendships throughout my life. But I remember when I like turned 23, 24, there, it was just, a, I was even more intentional with looking for people that would speak into my life. And I wanted to ask you, why is it so important to, 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 to be able to be vulnerable in friendships? Because uh, a lot of us are settling, I, I believe. I think we're okay with just going out to eat. I think we're okay with, uh, like I love how you put it, finding hype men that will tell us where everybody's failed us and never confront where we failed others. You know what I mean? Come on. Come um, on. That's good. You know, I mean, again, I mean, we're touching on uh, ro- romantic relationship a little bit too, but I always tell uh, people like, you got to look at their friends, you know, because the Come person on. you date, if their friends are only going to see their side of the story, that's going to hurt the relationship. Um, and, and so goes with every part of life, you know? And so why is it important to, to be vulnerable? Because, you know, to be honest, it is a scary thing. It's it's not easy to mm-hmm. to, to to be known. You know what I mean? That's a mm-hmm. it's a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. why is it important to take risks and expose yourself? 
Mm-hmm. That's a really, man, that's a really, really good question. Um, I, I would say, and, and this is my personal conviction, but for me, I would say that giving the opportunity to be fully known mm-hmm. uh, by so giving others the opportunity to know you fully gives you the opportunity to know who's going to stick around, mm-hmm. right? Mm, that's um, good. I, I think, I think we've a really good job, especially in our day and culture. Where, and when I mean culture, I mean just like the times that we're living in. I think we've done a really good job at building superficial friendships where um, people are in our lives because they like everything that we present to them, but things that we've filtered out and presented to them, right? And so a lot of the friendships are built upon a facade of us, not a Mm. real version of us, right? And so what happens is, is we end up building these friendships based upon on the, on the surface and we yeah. stay on the surface because that's all we've shown people and that's what we've attracted them by just what they've seen on the surface yeah. so we build these surface-based friendships um and we try to maintain these surface-based friendships by not letting people see the real version but by continuing to just gaze upon the facade version of who i am that's so good um, but then but then you know life sometimes hits you in a different way and then people get a peek into the real you right <laughs> yeah and when people get a peek into the real you um they begin to then realize like oh i didn't know this is how she was i didn't know this is how he was and it's mm-hmm. like well that's how he's always been but yeah. you've only seen the surface mm-hmm. and you built a friendship and you built a relationship with this person based upon what you've seen on the outside on the surface a superficial relationship yeah. or friendship whatever and so you know, now that you're kind of seeing the real person, everyone is stunned. Like, oh my God, I did not know this how this person was. It's like, well, that's how they've always been. But you just <laughs> never took the time to peel those layers away like an onion, and so you never saw what's wow. inside, right? Yeah. But, uh, but, but I would say that you know, um, I think giving people the opportunity to see who you really are gives you the opportunity to know who's going to actually stick around in your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm vulnerable, and, and by the way, I know we also love the word vulnerable transparency in our generation, right? Yeah. Which is good and very important. But I think understanding what that really means is also important, right? Yeah, so when good. I am when I am open and when I am honest and when I am sharing my heart with you, my weaknesses, my struggles, my areas of growth, uh, the things I'm still learning to overcome, when I am when I am sharing everything that I am with you. I'm giving you the opportunity to say, hey, this is the good, this is the bad, this is the ugly, this is the work in progress, but this is all of me. This is what makes up all of who I am. You're giving people a fair opportunity to choose if they still want to stick around or not, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And so those who see you, those who you have had the chance to be vulnerable and transparent with and have seen all of that and still choose to stick around, Mm. those people will be closer than even a brother to you. You know what I mean? And so I, I think it's very, very important that we do that and of course, with with wisdom and with caution, right? I'm not about to go and be vulnerable and transparent with every with every Bob and Joe and and Susie, right? Like, yeah. there there obviously needs to be wisdom and caution, even how you exercise vulnerability and transparency. But yeah. I think when I do start bringing that element in into my friendship, and I give people the opportunity to see who I really am, mm. then I'm giving them the chance to choose whether or not they want to mm. stick around and 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 help me continue to grow and and journey with me through that or not. And so you yeah. give people a fair chance to choose if they want to stick around or not. And I think that's important. And yeah. so I've seen, I've had friends in my life now, and I can tell you my, we've had this conversation obviously um, in, in private, but you know, my, my friend circle, and I've mentioned this to you before has shrunk significantly in the, in recent years of my life. 
But yeah. one thing I can confidently say, I can confidently say about the people that I identify and 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 very gladly, joyfully have called friends in my life, I know that these individuals are going to be here for the long run. Yeah. Um, because they've been here through all the seasons and all the changes and all the transitions, and they've watched things happen, and they've still loved, and they've still encouraged, and they've still poured into, I know those are going to be individuals that are going to continue to stick through, right? And mm. so... I think vulnerability and transparency is so important because it gives people the opportunity to make a decision on whether or not they can tolerate, they can accept, they can carry, they can walk with, they can journey with you or not. You know. So good. So. So good. Yeah, I, w- I always share people, you know, because we do love throwing around the word transparency and vulnerability. But I think those are two extremely different. I think. Um, to be transparent is to tell people what happened. So if I were to come to you, I'd be like, hey, uh, um, I didn't get the job that I wanted. That's being transparent. But I think vulnerability is telling you how me not getting the job made me feel. So do I feel worthless? Do I feel like God is not with me? Do I feel like you know all like i don't know like i don't feel worth right like and so i i think we're, we can get really good at being transparent but not really vulnerable um, but like you said when you find the right group of friends to be vulnerable with uh and they stick with you through the highs and lows you just build a bond and um it, it's just it's life-changing let me let me absolutely yeah let me ask you this um what qualities so for those who are listening and they're saying okay you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I want real friends and I want I want I want a community of people that I could go deep with and people that can challenge me and people that like what qualities do you look for in a friendship and what qualities do you think we should be looking for in a friendship so that we aren't you know, I, I think there's always gonna be the that element of risk taken, but uh to avoid all risks, right? Not not so that we could just blindly mm-hmm. go in and, and be vulnerable with people like what would you say is is what are the essentials what are the non-negotiables like what what does somebody need to have in order for us to even approach and and build with that person mm, that's really really good um and i i love what i love that question and i think the one thing i want to clarify just before answering that it's okay to be different in personalities. It's okay mm-hmm. to be different in preferences of things. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, being friends with, with people who have a different, you know, uh, preference or perspective or viewpoint, mm-hmm. I think that makes friendships very interesting. And, yeah. and you can grow a lot from those friendships because yeah. they tend to bring to the table um, just things that, that you would have not thought of or you would have not known. So I think friendships with people that have different, like, you know, um, like personalities and different preferences. I think that's fine. That's okay, right? We're not yeah. saying you got to go find your twin in the world. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> um, yeah. But but I but just to answer that question, I think with that in mind, in that in context, I would say that things that are non-negotiable, um, first and foremost, what you know, what what does their relationship with God look like? Mm. Um, and I am going to speak specifically, obviously, in godly friendships, right? So, yeah, what does their relationship with God look like? Um, you, you can like chocolate ice cream, I can like vanilla, you can like, you know, uh, to go watch sports game, I could like to sit down and watch pageants. That we can we can work through that all day, every day, no problem. And we can learn a lot about each other's world. But the non essentials would be what does your relationship with God look like? Because that needs to look the same, right? In the mm-hmm. sense that we're both running in the same direction, we're both running with the same commitment, we're both passionate about the things of God, we're both passionate about growing in God. 
Um, and so what does that look like? Because at the end of the day, when all the last stop, when all the fun seasons kind of calm down, I'm going to need somebody who's going to be able to speak the truth mm-hmm. of God's word into my life. I'm going to need somebody who, just like those friends in, in Luke chapter 5, who's going to be able to lower me, who are going to be able to fight for me, who are going to be able to have faith for me in certain areas of my life when mm-hmm. I'm too weak to have it for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so the non-negotiable, number one, would be what does your relationship with God look like? Yeah. Um, and I know some people will say, well, it's okay, I'm, I could be Christian and so can they, but maybe they're not as passionate. That's cool, boo. That works for you, great. <laughs> but for me... Um, that's just a non-negotiable, that we just got to be on that same level of really just running and pursuing and chasing after God, right? If, yeah. if that relationship is not active, if it's not healthy, if it's not fruitful, if it's not, uh, if it's not growing, mm-hmm. uh, then, mm-hmm. then there is a slight, there's a slight challenge there for me, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, the non-negotiable second, second, secondly would be, um, are they trustworthy? You know, so um, can I trust this person? Can I trust this person with my heart? Can mm-hmm. I trust this person with um, with serious conversations that maybe I have not confided in others with? Can I trust this person with areas of my life that maybe I'm struggling with? Can mm-hmm. I can I trust this person? Is this person trustworthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, can I have a good time with them but not trust them to have conversations that are maybe more weighty or deep or mm-hmm. conversations that are private and, mm-hmm. and serious. Like, can I, can I trust them in those areas? And by trust, I know I'm going into details with this because I just want to make sure because we have a lot of different listeners, but yeah. by trust, I don't mean is my relationship with them a gossip-proof relationship wow. or, you know, I can do things with them that are not life-giving, that are not fruitful mm-hmm. and call it off and, you know, as, oh, they're trustworthy. No, that's, you're, you're, that's the wrong way to mm-hmm. use trust, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm talking about hey, if I sit down and have a conversation with you about an area in my life that I'm struggling with, can I trust that you're going to hear that, that you're going to pray for me over that, and mm-hmm. that you're going to continue to encourage me in that area until you see me grow out of that area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm sharing with you a, a, you know, something that I'm going through in a particular season of my life that, that, is, that is intimate, that is private, can I trust that you're going to keep that to yourself so and good. not share that with others, right? Yeah. So that's the type of trust I'm talking about. I'll be trustworthy. Uh, trustworthy for things that are life-giving and in alignment with God, not trustworthy for mm. bad, ungodly behavior and things, you know, that could obviously not be growth and maturity in my life, right? Yeah, great um, distinction. So, great, yeah. Yeah, so, which is a, a very, very important. Yeah, I can trust them. I, you know, we have, I talk about everything with them. Yeah, but what you do talk about <laughs> is not life-giving and is not actually helping you grow. So, so it's good. kind of counterproductive. So. <laughs> and yeah. So, so what does their relationship with God look like? Are they trustworthy? Um, and then I would, I would also say, um, is there is there room for correction and counsel, mm. right? Mm. So th- those things for me are very, 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 very important. And I know I oftentimes speak about speaking truth and correction and counsel, but no, really, like, my life changed drastically because I had a couple of friends in my life that were never afraid to correct me and never afraid to bring godly counsel into my life. And I know what that has done for me. And honestly, looking back to where I, like from where I am today, back to my life, honestly speaking, had it not been for those friends that had spoken things into my life that were uncomfortable to hear, but needed to be heard mm-hmm. that not judgmental and critical and critical and bringing me down, but uncomfortable enough, but truth and correction that needed to realign me back to the yeah. right path. Right. And yeah. so, 
if it hadn't been for those friends, honestly, it was not conferences. It wasn't a pastor. Mm. It wasn't, you know, my mom. It wasn't, you know, my coworkers. It was those couple of friends that were never afraid to correct me and to bring godly counsel into the conversation. I always look back and attribute where I am today to those friends. And so um, that is such an important part in our friendship. Are, are, Are they able to correct me when I'm wrong? Or are they too scared of losing my friendship that they would rather just hype mm-hmm. me up but not actually see correction even when it's uncomfortable right mm-hmm. and and of course are they able to counsel me through certain things i'm not talking about professional counseling but i'm talking about hey mm-hmm. like you know have you have you thought about maybe doing this have you thought about maybe praying have you thought about talking to your pastor about this have you thought about maybe yeah. talking to a mentor about the situation just being able to give unbiased godly counsel and so those to me would be the the most important thing is their relationship with God strong, active, is it growing? Is it moving forward? Um, are they trustworthy? Um, and, and is there room for that correction slash counsel element in, in our in our conversations, right? Everything else, the can we laugh together, can we have fun together, can we, you know, can we talk and debate about the word of God? All that stuff, you could build that. That's not a problem. But for me, the non negotiables would be those things. Right? Um, so good. And and it's those things are there, then for me, I feel like, okay, that's a really good foundation, a good start to build a good friendship. And I also want to say this, I know I'm talking a lot, but I want to say this too, um, that um, we're not saying that your friendships have to be boring and serious. That's not Mm, what we're saying, right? That's so Um, good. it's It's still very, very important to be able to laugh with your friends. It's still very, very important to be able to have fun with your friends. It's still very, very important to be able to joke with one another and sometimes roast one another and (laughs) and be goofy sometimes that's also very important like i gotta be able to enjoy life with the people that i call friends with right so i'm not saying that it all has to be like gloom and doom and serious type of friendship where we can't laugh or be silly no i think the element of still being able to have fun and enjoy life and be silly sometimes and and just laugh together and have a good time and maybe do go get your nails done together if you're your girlfriend or Mm -hmm. maybe go have a a a, a, you know movie date or a lunch date still do those things but don't let those things be the primary or the foundation or the bed of where you build those friendships on i think those are good add-ons to your friendships but those are not the foundational things for a healthy friendship so So make sure that that's like clearly identified yeah man man so good there um I want to speak to the last two things you said um, in regard to finding people that are not afraid to correct you. And mm-hmm. even I would add on rebuke you because I know I need to be rebuked at times. Lord have mercy. Um, I think mm-hmm. of, I think of Proverbs 25 verse five through six. It says better is open rebuke than hidden love. And it goes on, on and then it goes on to say wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an em- enemy multiplies kisses and i just have always loved that passage because it just speaks to you know we look at you know the way we define a real friend is oh they'll never hurt me you know a real friend (laughs) they would never tell me off a real friend they're gonna always see my side you know and i mean Mm -hmm. i think there's some truth to that but if if, if your friend is not offering a a truth that isn't hurtful Mm -hmm. that doesn't confront some areas in your life that isn't pleasant to hear i don't think you could trust that person you know what i mean and i think that we too often look for kisses you know we're looking for people to like you were talking about earlier validate puff up uh people that will uh tell us how amazing we are 
and and to be honest as 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 i'm getting older i need people to tell me where i've where i've lacked where i failed where i need to get it together true. i need those wounds you know what i mean because I, I need to Come grow on. and so but yeah with even the last thing you were talking about with you know it, it's important to uh you know have friends also that you can laugh with and enjoy life with i think that's extremely important i don't know if you've had to experience this but i know for me personally um, and the Lord has taught me how to do this uh, a lot more because of uh, the position that I have as being a pastor. And I know you can relate with this, but I've just looked for different things within different people. So, you mm. know, I, you know, if you have friends that you can go deep with, but maybe they don't share similar hobbies or interests as you find that with some acquaintances mm -hmm. that you could go to concerts with but maybe not have deep conversations with you know what i mean mm -hmm. or i mean it's mm -hmm. awesome when you can you know find the best of both worlds within a friend but for me i've had to diversify there's some people that i go deep with um with the things of god that i i won't talk to about finances you know i'll go to an, mm -hmm. another acquaintance that you can tell me where i can invest my money or tell me what mm -hmm. i could do with uh you know how i could uh yeah so on and so forth and so for me like what's kept me sane and what's helped me in all of this is knowing uh how far is too far with a person and in learning how to enjoy people with what they can provide you know Very and, good. and so Very good. i know i could be a friend to those that um and that's the thing too i can't be a friend to everybody you know what i mean that's, that's just so good. unpractical and it's gonna hurt me in the yep. long run you know but, yeah. you know, you don't need to necessarily be a close friend with somebody to go get ice cream with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so there's some people you can laugh with that will never know what I'm going through. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, very true. <laughs> and so learn also how to diversify your 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 time with people and know who to go to for what, because. Um, yeah, I know, I know there's some people that I can really go deep with and people that I really enjoy that I, I might not, that might not have the same hobbies as I, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so I got to mm -hmm. go to an acquaintance for that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? And oh. uh, it's also a platform and opportunity to be a light and to love well, um, from a distance, mm -hmm. I guess, but for sure, yeah. for sure. And can I add one more thing to that too? Yeah. Um, I, I, I love, love, love what you said. Um, I would also just tag and add on to that to say that um, also learn to know what to look for in friendships with people versus friendships with God, right? Wow. I think that, wow. like, I, 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 I don't think we understand that there's just certain things that we will never be able to find in friendships with people mm. that we do in our friendship with God, right? And so, so I think also, like, learning to have a very realistic and sobering expectation of because i love what you said that there's diversity in friendships that mm -hmm. and i totally relate totally relate with what you said yeah. that even looking at my circle of friends i i as you were talking i was actually thinking of certain people and i was like man like i know my friendship with her is more so a friendship of such and such and my friendship with this person mm -hmm. is that. and so totally relate with the diversity in your human friendships but also learning with that to have a sobering reality a sobering reminder that there are different things that I'm going to get in different friendships mm -hmm. with people. And mm -hmm. then there's just things that I'm only going to find in my genuine friendship with the Lord. So and so as we learn how to navigate through friendships with people, we also need to learn how to build a friendship with God. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, because being his friend is, is, is actually a reality. There are people in scripture that God did call his friends. And so like learning mm -hmm. to say that, okay, 
So I got to learn to build a friendship with God. I've been building friendships with people, and I got to learn to also know what to look for in my friendship with God so that I'm not confusing it and looking for it in my friendship with so people, right? Good. yeah. And so, um, and so I think that's such an important thing, and, and I've come to realize, especially in the last, like, three years of my life, having gone through a drastic change of moving out of the country, getting married, planting a church, and being thrusted into a completely different and brand new community of people, like really learning to sit down and evaluate and say, Christina, what mm-hmm. have I mistakenly looked for in human friendships that I have stopped looking for and should have looked for in God, wow. in my friendship with God first, yeah. right? Yeah. And and learning to say, God, what, like, I know I look to you as my, as my God, as my Father, as my provider, as my protector, as my Savior, to teach me to build a relationship with you where I get to see what a friendship with you looks like, so right? Good. What does it mean to yeah. be friends with you, God? Teach me that. And so in my past few years, going through that journey of like really comfortably and confidently learning to call God my friend, like, mm. wow, like, Holy Spirit, you are my friend, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. um, and so, yeah, just kind of throwing that in there that there is, that there are just things that we will never be able to find, no matter how much we diversify our human friendships, there are things that we will never be able to find in our friendships with people because we were meant to find them in our friendship with God. So and good. so learning to build that as we build friendships with people and not confusing one for the other. That's a whole word. So good. So good. Yeah. And and to be honest, like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's I think there's so many things we could find from our relationship with God that man can never offer us, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's really, it's, it's so important to look to him. I, you know, I, I think friends can comfort us, but I don't think friends can heal mm-hmm. us. You know what I mean? Come on. Um, so good. I think friends could offer advice, but I don't think friends know our future. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, yeah, there, there's, there's so much that we could gain from our relationship with God. Man, this, is, this has been so good. Let me ask you uh, one last question, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, what would be your advice? What would be the, the thing that you would leave with our listeners today for those that have kind of tuned in and been, been hearing everything you've, you've had to say, we've had to say in regard to friendships? Uh, what is one last thing you would leave them with? Um, I would say, man, we've talked about so much, but, um, yeah. <laughs> if I could just leave them with, with one last thing, I think it would be just what I had shared, um, just a couple minutes ago, which is, um, really learn to explore and build a friendship with God as you are mm. looking for and learning to build and explore friendships with people. And I think that, uh, when you, leave, you really lean in and learn to build a friendship with God, it will also drastically change your view, your understanding, and your expectations of the friendship that you build with people. Mm. So um, that, that would be the one so thing that I would take away and that I would say to them. And the second thing that I would, that I would say for those that are listening is, and just take a season to allow God to define who you are. Mm. Um, because oftentimes, wow. you know, we... Our, our need for, mm. you know, as human beings, we were made and we were created to be in community, to have relationships. We were created for relationships. And so yeah. there's always going to be a desire in us to pursue people and to pursue different types of relationships with people and friendships. And so as you do that, just learn that first and foremost, that season that you give to God to really allow him to define who you are is going to give you a very clear picture of the standard and expectation that you need to have from people in the friendship that you built with them. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
learn, just take that season, learn who you are in him, Mm -hmm. give him the opportunity to show you who you are, your value, your worth, your identity in him, and let, and let the pursuit of human friendships come from that place. Um, so, so that would be, that would be it. And I'm, and I'm not trying to make it over spiritual, but man, I've seen the difference that it makes in the quality relationships that you build when you prioritize that season with God and say, God, I think I know myself, but clearly I don't know myself enough. So I want to give you this Mm -hmm. season, Lord, and just begin to just show me who I am, God, show me who I am. Tell me who I am, but I need to know who I am in you, Lord. This is who I think I am, but I want to know who I am through your lenses, God. And just take that season to search that out. And I'm not saying that you got to wait until people be solidified that do that. As you begin to prioritize that prayer, let that be what also leads you to start building mm-hmm. friendships with people. Mm-hmm. So that would be the two things that I would that I would encourage folks with. So good. So good. Thank you so much for all the wisdom that you shared with us today. I really uh, believe that it's going to help some people. And um, I pray that the Lord will start uh, developing uh, real deep, meaningful friendships because it's needed, you know, and um, the world is, you know, it's, it's, it's a cold world we live in. And so we really need people to walk with us. And so thank you so much for giving us your time and, and some insights the Lord has given you. Um, We're going to have to have you back again. We need you to be a regular mm-hmm. now. Now that you're finally yeah, I here. Got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Oh man. Thank you so much for having me. I know that this goes without saying, but just talking about friendships, I do want to take this opportunity just on this platform to thank you for your friendship because um you really have been one of those friends that I've just been able to really think that we talked about earlier, being vulnerable, being transparent, having just honest conversations. Yeah. Uh, you really have been that friend and also the friend that there could be a lot of laughter and enjoyment of life with. So I just want to take this uh, opportunity on this platform to just also say thank you for, for your constant um, and, and just awesome friendship um, in my life. And also for just giving me this opportunity to be here to talk about that. Yeah, no, for sure. I've, I've, man, that means a lot. And yeah, I, I want to say thank you for your friendship too. I know, you know, you know, some of the conversations we've had in private, you know, and I, I've loved the, just the opportunity that we've got to be real with each other and um, share what God has been teaching with us. And like you said, I, I, for those who don't know, uh, me and Christina are foodies. And so we bond over food and laughter. And uh, yeah, I, it's, it's our journeys are, uh, it's been interesting to see what God has been doing with it. Because when we met back in 2015, I don't think we had any idea where life would take us yep. and how he would use yep. our friendship. And so, um, you know, you're, you're somebody that I really uh, love and somebody that I really respect. And I really I've seen the hand of God on your life and uh, he's using you in a profound way. And I'm blessed to call you a friend. And so thank you yeah. for uh, being obedient to the, to the, to the will of God and letting him use you to, to help so many. It's uh, I get a front, not maybe a front row seat, but I, I love that I get to be a part of uh, all of that and, and witness what God is doing. Just don't forget us when you blow up. I know I always tell you that. But... <laughs> all right. <Tom. laughs> Oh man! You know what so, I mean? Yeah, it's been an awesome chat. For sure, for it's sure. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, family. I hope this blessed you. And until next time, peace and grace.